where we try to help you be helpful to other people. My name is Dr. Kate Watson, and welcome to Season 7. Folks, when we started this podcast seven seasons ago, Leslie had a baby at home. And now, fast forward seven seasons, she has two. So we may not hear from Leslie this season as I'm trying to leave her alone to be with her new baby girl, but I know you will join me in sending her a roaring congratulations, and we hope to have her back on the podcast soon. She does deserve a little mommy and baby time, so we're going to let Leslie have that. So that leaves this season opener to me, and over the short break we had this winter, I was hearing a lot more about the concept of toxic positivity. Now, I know we've covered this on the show before. It's also in my book, frankly. (laughs) Shameless plug there. It's in my book. Um, But I want to circle back to it for two reasons. One, uh, it's got to be the epitome of well-meaning but ineffective forms of helping behaviors. Like, to me, it's the perfect example When people say to me, oh, what's your podcast about? Or what's your book about? I say, oh, it's about the well-meaning things people do when they're trying to be helpful. And nine times out of 10, that person will say to me, oh, you mean like when people say things like everything happens for a reason or don't worry, everything will turn out okay. And I say, yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing we talk about on the podcast and in the book. Uh, To me, Toxic positivity is the perfect example of how we sometimes try to be helpful and it can go all wrong. And the second reason that I wanted to circle back was because I think we talked about this in like season one or two. So it has actually been a while since we've had this conversation. Now, I think we can add some new things to the conversation, but even if we don't, maybe a little refresher is helpful since it has been so long. So, okay, as a refresher, toxic positivity is when we take the idea of positive thinking to an unhealthy extreme, and we end up minimizing emotions that aren't pleasant and happy and comfortable. So think of times when a person has said to you something like, oh, look on the bright side, or just be more positive. These are ways of shutting down your true feelings and even kind of accidentally shaming you for having those feelings. And it also occurs when people say things like, oh, don't worry, everything happens for a reason, or remember happiness is a choice, things like that. I know that all the people who say these things are well-meaning. They're coming from a good place. Believe me, that's the whole point of this show, all seven seasons. (laughs) And if I haven't said it enough, let me say it again. I love well-meaning people. They hold this very special place in my heart. It's why I've dedicated so much of my work to the people who are trying, but not quite getting it right. Um, And listen, the reality is sometimes people say harmful or even annoying things with the very best of intentions. So even though we did cover this before, 
I'm not really sure we fully explored the reasons why toxic positivity can be so problematic. First, it starts to produce at least the potential for some shame and guilt. So what happens is a person, let's make up a name, uh, William. William's feeling down in the dumps and uh, I'm literally looking around my office for inspiration on names. Kelly wants to be helpful to William because William's feeling kind of bummed, kind of down, maybe a little depressed or sad. And Kelly might say something like, hey, William, you've just got to think positive. You've got to see the bright side. Look for the silver lining. You know, always find things to be grateful for. Okay, that might leave William feeling like he was originally doing something wrong by honestly just feeling his authentic feelings. Now, let me say that sentence again and emphasize a few words. That might might leave William feeling like he was doing something wrong by feeling his authentic feelings and just kind of being down for a period of time. And so the concern is that we might send the person the message, you're doing something wrong when we try to cheer them up. It also helps us all avoid authenticity. And when I say helps, I mean that sort of playfully because we don't wanna avoid authenticity. Uh, Toxic positivity functions as this avoidance mechanism. It allows people to sidestep anything uncomfortable. But folks, the reality is true intimacy exists when we can be uncomfortable together. When you say to someone, hey, I see that you're down. Let me just come be down with you. And that's fine that we can just be our real selves. You don't have to fake it for me. I won't put a positive spin on things for you. That we can just be real people together and accept one another. That's intimacy, that's authenticity. And so when we tell people, oh, cheer up. Oh, come on, put a smile on your face. We're telling them, hey, I'm uncomfortable with your true self and I don't wanna hang out with your true self. I don't want all your authenticity. Could you fake it for me, please? How is that kind? How is that helpful? I think for a moment we believe we're being kind and helpful, but deep down, don't you know when you hear it put this way, don't you know that it's not kind and it's not helpful? I think we fool ourselves into thinking that if I tell a person to be positive or to cheer up or to see the bright side, that maybe they will cheer up and see the bright side. The reality is though, that doesn't work. I wish it did. I mean, if it, if it really worked, we could save a lot of people from depression out there, but it doesn't work. It really just kind of puts people off and makes them feel like they're not welcome as their true selves. And so since it doesn't work, you're not really helping anybody. I would also argue that when we operate with this toxic positivity, it prevents growth. Toxic positivity denies us the opportunity to face challenging feelings that help us grow and develop insight. I don't terribly mind moments in my life where I feel a little discomfort, a little sadness, a little frustration, a little annoyance, 
hurt, whatever, those, those unpleasant feelings, I don't mind them terribly because I feel more alive when I can feel the full range of human emotion. Frankly, it makes me appreciate the good times more because I know what it feels like to be down in the dumps and I've sat there plenty of times. So what do you do instead? Now, this is not going to be new. We did talk about this when we covered toxic positivity before, and it's in my book. And I'm not even going to lie to you. I've got my book open in front of me. (laughs) I'm going to read some of the examples in there. And I promise you, this is not my attempt to promote my book. Honest, the truth is this was laziness. I was preparing for this episode and I thought, oh, let me prepare a few examples of what we should do instead of being, you know, in this toxic positivity thing. And then I got lazy and thought, well, why would I write a bunch of examples? I know they're in my book. (laughs) So I opened up my book. I'm holding it now. I'll read a few examples. Uh, But if you happen to have a copy, it's on page 33. Um, And here we're going through some examples of how you can instead offer people validation plus hope. So let me read an example and we'll break it down a little bit. So let's imagine you you have a friend. Your friend calls you up and says, oh my gosh, I have to give this big presentation tomorrow and I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. It's really tempting as a well-meaning friend. It's really tempting to say something like, don't be nervous, you'll be great, right? As tempting as that is to say, don't be nervous, you'll be great. It's absurd on so many levels. (laughs) It's absurd to tell a person, don't be nervous, as if you can tell them to make their feelings go away. Is anybody less nervous because you told them, don't be nervous? No, no. When you tell a person, don't be nervous, all you've really told them is, please don't share your nervousness with me. And then when we say, you'll be great, that's also kind of absurd. It's perfectly fine to share with someone that you have confidence in them, but to make this silly promise that nothing bad could happen makes people just sort of stop listening to you. You're clearly just patting them on the head, being a little condescending, offering a platitude, and it's silly. It's silly. So again, your friend calls you up and says, I've got to do this thing tomorrow and I'm so nervous. It's downright silly to say, don't be nervous, you'll be fine. What could you say instead? Maybe something like this. You're about to do a really difficult thing and it makes perfect sense to be nervous about it. And I'm not sure if this makes any difference, but I want to tell you, I'm really confident You can do this despite your nerves. Folks, what I've offered there is validation and hope. So the part where we say it makes perfect sense to be nervous about this is validating. We're telling the person you're not wrong. You're not crazy. This is perfectly normal and it makes a lot of sense and I'm with you. But then we offer hope. We say something like, I'm not really sure if this makes a difference, but I do have some confidence that you can do it despite your nerves. So this is validation plus hope. All together again, the whole sentence was, you're about to do a really difficult thing. It makes perfect sense to be nervous about it. And I'm not sure if it makes any difference, but I'm really confident you can do this despite your nerves. 
we've offered validation and hope. Validation and hope. Let's say your friend calls you up and says, ugh, that presentation I had to do today went horribly. I am mortified. I messed everything up. I couldn't answer any of their questions. I didn't really come prepared. It was just a disaster. It's tempting in that moment to say, ah, I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure it wasn't as bad as you think. Probably everybody will forget any mistakes you made anyway. It's tempting, folks. I, I'm sure I've said those things myself. It's tempting to say, I'm sure it was fine. That's all in your head. It probably wasn't a big deal. But why not offer validation and hope instead? Something like this. Ugh, that sucks. It's totally normal to have some negativity in this kind of situation. And I'm perfectly comfortable with you showing all of that to me so that I can help you through it at your own pace. Validation and hope, validation and hope. What we've done is we said it's totally normal to be feeling crappy about this. That's validation. You're perfectly welcome to share those genuine feelings with me. And maybe I can even help you through it at your pace, hope. Maybe I can help you through it at your pace, hope. Validation and hope, validation and hope. All right, one more example, because then I think you get the idea. Uh, and th this, this part is a shameless plug for the book. If you want more examples, you can pick up my book, Only Trying to Help. Okay, there it is, there's the shameless plug. But here's one more that I'll offer on the episode today. You know, maybe, maybe your, your sister gives you a call and says, I've had the worst day, the kids were misbehaving, the house is a disaster, I have no help, I'm just feeling totally overwhelmed, and I don't know what to do. It's really tempting when you hear someone say, everything's a disaster, I'm totally overwhelmed, everything went wrong today. It's really tempting to try and solve that problem and just be like, well, I'll come over and I'll do your dishes. Folks, slow down. You can certainly offer to help out in some way. But could you just slow down? Could this person in your life just feel crappy for a moment before you solve the problem and swoop in and make yourself the hero? Yes, maybe it would be helpful if you came to do the dishes. We can get to that. But just give a second here. Give a minute. Give a minute to offer some validation and hope. Maybe something like this. Oh, it's always so hard when the shit just completely hits the fan. Is there something we could do today that you might enjoy even a little? And that's a way of saying your feelings make sense, there's some validation, and is there even a small thing that might bring you a glimmer of hope right now? So again, that one was, it's always so hard when the shit hits the fan. Is there something we can do today that you might enjoy even a little, even a little bit? No pressure to feel totally, you know, healed and to feel so much better. You can still feel crappy, but maybe there's something that could help just a tiny little bit. Moving the, moving the needle just ever so slightly. Folks, those were just some examples of what you could do when you're tempted to spew out toxic positivity. When you're tempted to say, oh, don't be mad, it'll be fine. Don't be nervous, you'll be great. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't that bad. Stop. Stop. 
just let the person be. Accept them. Accept what's going on. Because feeling crappy feelings is just a part of life. And good friends know how to be with you when you're having some of those crappy feelings. Folks, if this is difficult for you, I wonder if you could just explore why that is, right? (laughs) Why can't you just let a person be sad? Why is that so uncomfortable for you? What did you learn about being sad when you were younger? Did grown-ups tell you to stop crying or other shit like that? Did your teachers or coaches feed you these overly simple lines about positivity? I suspect we do this to others because people did it to us and we hardly know any better now. But we could start to break the cycle. We could start something new and we could role model a better way of being for the people who are coming after us. Sorry, when I say coming after us, I mean like a generation after us, not that people are coming after you. (laughs) Oh, I miss Leslie because there's nobody here to laugh at that. All right, let me wrap it up. (laughs) I do make myself laugh, but that's probably not as fun for you to listen to. All right, wrapping this up, folks, the bravest thing you can do is sit with someone authentically. And when they have unpleasant emotions, you know, rather than feeding them some bullshit line to avoid discomfort, why don't you say to them, I can handle this. I can handle this. Your feelings don't scare me. If you're, if you're having a tough time with that, it's always possible to say something like, hey, I'm listening to you and I'm always so tempted to want to make it better. I'm going to try not to do that to you. Sometimes it calms that urge to be overly positive when you kind of just confess out loud that you're tempted to be overly positive. Uh, Sometimes just saying that allows me to relax a little bit. So that's one option. Folks, I'll put some more information about this on the website. And I don't just mean my book. I mean articles and other things that are available. I'm not the only one out there writing and talking about toxic positivity. I just thought it might be a nice way to kick off the season because um, I'm telling you, I just can't think of a more quintessential way that people try to help and get it wrong. It's just the perfect example to me of how people mean well and end up not really saying the most helpful thing that they could. Send in your examples. You know how to reach me. You can always email me at kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. That's kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. You can find us on Instagram where the handle is at I was O-T-T-H. I was O-T-T-H, where O-T-T-H stands for only trying to help. Send us your questions. Send us direct messages. uh, Comment on our posts. We want to hear from you because we can make some better content for you on the podcast if we hear what would be interesting and helpful to you. Thanks again, folks. Take care.